Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we are running a one-shot, The Good Boys, or rather a variation inspired by The Good Boys. The concept and original scenario were written by Sean Little, and I have his permission to alter the story a bit. Even though it's a different story, we're still going to call this version two. So, without any further delays, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It's late October 1951. It's about 10.30 at night, and the moon is slowly rising. Three men stand in a grove of trees on the edge of a parking lot in, a, in the small town of Bailey, Maine. They were told where to find the man. They were told he was not what he appeared to be. Make sure of it, boys, old father O'Leary had told them. I can absolve you of the sin of killing a monster without alerting the authorities, but make a mistake and kill some innocent soul and there'll be hell to pay. The moon was climbing to its zenith when the old man appeared. His name, as you were told, was Cleveland Franco. He was dressed in rags and pushing a shopping cart filled with junk. He was heading to a small stairwell he used to shelter himself from the cold wind but you were sure the transformation would come soon and the hunt would begin. What do you want to do? He looks harmless enough, doesn't he? That's a start. I can look that way at first, that's for sure. The moon is quite bright tonight. But he's walking in the shadow of the building um, as the uh, as the moon is rising. I'm looking around the sides and around elsewhere. Is there anyone else nearby we can see? You can see distant lights of people and buildings way off in the distance. But there's a lot of woods around. And most of the people in this small town have probably gone to bed for the evening. Okay, so it's just us and him. And how, how close is this grove of trees from uh, where he shelters? He's about 100 feet from where you are. You're about, a, well, about 100 feet from him. Yeah. And we're probably much darker yeah. cover. Um, what's the face of the moon? Uh, it's almost full. Mm. You'd think he'd... Uh want to walk in what moonlight there was instead of stumbling over the rubble of that wall if he uh, didn't want to hide. Yeah. I was thinking if we should uh, maybe try to get a little closer to make sure we have good uh, good visual if, if he does turn out to be what we think he is. No, I can get closer if you like. Yeah, 100 feet's a bit far. Well, the only way to get closer is to cross the uh, parking lot, um, which will expose you. Um, as you see him walk, he uh, pushes his shopping cart up against the wall, passes it, and starts to descend into this little stairwell. Um, 
You're pretty oh. sure he's not going inside. Uh, the building looks like the lights are off and it's locked, but he's probably going to go just stay down in this little uh, area. So once his head goes below the uh, the horizon of the staircase top, we could be able to dash across. Is it a relatively soft uh, or quiet uh, surface we can traverse? It's or is asphalt. It oh, it's asphalt. So we could we could kind of quietly traverse that quickly. Then. We're not wearing hard-soled shoes, after all, for a job like this. Perfect. Um, uh, maybe two of us go ahead and one of us uh, falls back. So if there's a surprise, uh, we have a surprise on him as well. I think that's a brilliant idea. You all have various things with you. Um, tell me kind of what you're planning uh, as far as how to attack him. Well, my... I didn't put everything on your sheets, but assuming that you have things like rope and, uh, you know, other things, I just put down your weapons. I'd, I'd go quiet, quiet weapons. Like, I've got a, a police baton. So, uh, brain the guy, knock him out, tie him up. Well, we're we're here to do a particular job, and I have, I have a garage and a switchblade. Those are nice and quiet. So. Yeah, I mean, of course, we don't want to disturb any residents uh, or alert any attention. And when we're close, we'll know whether we've got a proper target or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something quiet drawn. Maybe I'll if you guys go ahead and I stay in the in the rear. Uh, can back up with a, a handgun. That and that'll good. only be if it's necessary. Perfect. So, uh, Michael, do you want to take the left side of the staircase? I'll take the right side and we'll sprint across now. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. Go. Um, who's got the better stealth? I have 70. I've got 70. All right. Then do, roll, roll a stealth. 33 is a hard success. All right. So very quietly, you um, sort of tiptoe run across the things and you approach the uh, you approach the stairwell. Where do you want to approach the stairwell? On the, on the side going down or do you want to come at it from the side? You can actually, if you approach it from the side, there's a, like a metal bar there. You can actually look down and see him right down oh, below yeah that, that, that let's do that yeah the two sides left and right I'll, all right i'll be on the right top all right and uh doyle are you following behind yeah and i'm i'm uh walking less stealthily i'm not like clapping or singing but i'm just sort of walking in that direction as if i were uninvolved okay um hank and murph uh or Hank and Michael, as you uh, come quietly up and you, you peek over the edge, he seems to be making himself some sort of a nest out of cardboard and paper, um, almost the way a dog would, you know, sort of make itself a nest before it settles down for the evening. It just could be a, a homeless man, though. They're just trying to 
make a there's nothing else that that's showing uh like he's not who he's appearing to be do your clarity rolls Ooh, oh nine that's i think an extreme clarity mm. yeah that's an extreme 96 <laughs> well michael um He's he's obviously an old man. He's got a beard. He's got a lot of scraggly hair. He's hunched over. Um, he looks like like an old man in a torn up, you know, clothing, a homeless person. But Hank, as you're looking at him, you're realizing that there's way too much hair. That there's hair coming out from underneath his sleeves and from his neck all the way around uh, like like he's some sort of a werewolf or something. Oh yeah, that's not good. You also think that you can hear that he's grunting. Like, uh, it doesn't sound like a human grunt. It sounds more like an animal grunt. Okay, I'll, I'll do a... Uh do like a like a little wave gesture to catch Michael's attention and do the the signal like that's the target definitely all right well if his back if he's turned away from the stairs making his nest all all creep down behind him okay to a stealth roll 50 is a pass regular um, Go ahead. I'll prepare to leap down the second Michael strikes, so I don't have to risk this operation with another. Yeah, you know, I, I'll do. I'll be the second hit. Okay, and Michael, how are you going to strike? What are you going to do? Uh, with a garrote. All right. So, and when they go downstairs, of course, I'm going to feel free to approach closer. Uh, you stealthily come down next to him, and. Like I say, there's a lot of newspaper and uh, cardboard around him. But at the same time, you're very quiet and you reach out with your garrote. And I, I need you to do your garrote roll to see if you, well, it's a brawl. Wow, my brawl is terrible for this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, doesn't matter what this is. If 58 is a fail. Uh, as you move your hands forward, you, you, you make a rustling noise with your, hand, your foot, and he suddenly turns and he sees you. And when, when he sees you, uh, he falls backwards into the stuff, and you see him suddenly begin to transform. There's hair all over him, and his face moves forward almost like he's some sort of a, a dog man. And these tr tremendous fangs and he opens up his mouth and he's like Rah! leaping down i'm leaping down on the other side of him immediately with my baton out all right go ahead and do a brawl as i recite the lord's prayer uh oh crud this isn't a good debut <laughs> uh, that's a that's a big fail <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so you 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 bring down your your club, your your club, and you accidentally strike the the brick of the building, 
uh, and it you know sort of deflects your your hit. Um, he starts waving at you with these huge prodigious claws and screeching. Um, it, it sounds like an animal's howl. Now, Denny, you can hear this all going on. What do you do? Yeah, as soon as, uh, you know, again, I was, I was jogging forward as soon as the boys went downstairs. And when I hear the roar, I'm going to rush up to the railing, uh, 45 drawn, and say, down, boys, to the humans. All right. Um, you see this hideous uh, monster. There are gray streaks in its hair all over, and it's, it's snarling, and you can see um, uh, what looks like you know, drool coming off of its mouth as it, as it snarls, and its eyes are black. And what are you going to shoot? Uh, yes. Shooting will attract attention, probably. Uh, well, that's why we sent the two quiet guys first. Quiet. A 29 is uh, just barely a hard success. No, oh, it's a priority two. So Roll for damage. Uh, that is 1d10 plus 2. 6. Okay. Um, you hit it. Um, probably right right in the lower shoulder, uh, just above its heart. Um, uh, so it's wounded and it's bleeding and it's, it's, it's screeching as it's doing this and it's trying to scramble up and out of the, the thing, Finish. but it has to get past the two of them. Finish it. Well, switch blade. All right. Uh, why don't the two of you do your brawl? 47 is also a fail. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, good God. I think next time, Michael, I'll go in front and you'll be behind with a gun. Oh, my dear Lord. It's 67 out of 65. Okay. I'm going to spend two luck, gosh dang it, to okay. make that hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. All right. Um, uh, 1d6 plus damage bonus. Okay. <laughs> Two. And damage bonus. Uh, ooh, a d4. Three. So, six. Uh, no, two, uh, five. Five. Five More points. Damage. All right. Well, you, you pretty much render him uh, unmoving uh, as you've done this. Uh, he's halfway on the steps. Uh, he's laying down. You've, you've bashed him in the head. Uh, he's bleeding on the ground. Uh, you don't know if he's completely dead or not, but he's definitely, well, you, he's definitely labored breathing and not moving any longer. Or you can tell that he's breathing, but he's not moving. I make sure he's down, lads. I'm going to see if uh, anybody's going to follow that shot. And I casually pocket my pistol and have a little stroll about. Okay, so you step up. What are the other two doing? I'm going to stuff a big wad of cloth in its mouth and wrap it hard around its head. Okay. And then I was just going to finish it off. Get a coup de gras? Yeah, I'll just keep him quiet though. All right. So you coup de gras. You, uh, you cut his throat. 
and uh, you probably don't stick around long enough to hear the sirens coming, but eventually that, that gunshot going off is going to attract some attention. Um, I don't think we need to go into the details of that, but you, you run back through the woods to where you parked your car and you hightail it back to the Monastery of St. Otto, uh, the abandoned Monastery of St. Otto, uh, where you can clean up. Now, as you drive into that compound, the, the compound itself is in pretty bad repair. It's been abandoned for a long time, but uh, one of the buildings, the, the rectory, has been kind of fixed up a little. There are no electric lights, so nobody knows that, that anybody's living here. But uh, once you get inside, you can see, you know, kerosene uh, lights uh, down the hall. And uh, uh, standing there as you come in, it's now probably about midnight. Uh, standing there is Father uh, O'Leary. And he says, well, boys, is it done? Yeah, it could have been cleaner, but it's done. And that was not a uh, false lead. Not a human, Cleveland. Well, one less monster in the world. And uh, would you join me for a little bit of whiskey? Praise the Lord. You're here. And he says, well, now, he says, yeah, you might as well all get to bed. And uh, I've got to do some shopping in the morning, but... Uh, I'll have breakfast for you ready when you get up. Sweet dreams, Father. Uh, you can tell that Father O'Leary drinks a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the rooms that you're in are all right next to each other. Um, they were monastic cells um they call their rooms cells because they're not much more than a cot and uh one window at the end and a peg, peg to hold your clothes uh on the wall you can literally reach out and touch both walls with with your hands in each of these rooms um they're not particularly comfortable nor are they particularly warm and it's getting chillier this time of year uh, you've also got, you know, common areas downstairs where you can uh, sit and chat if you'd rather do that before you go to bed. You can play a game of checkers. Yeah, I think we should probably have, I mean, unless we did it in the car, which might have been a quiet, solemn time, we could have a little debrief. Um, uh I'm sorry, Michael, to send you down there first. Um, I mean, it's 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 good to um, keep up practice with the stealth, but uh, you're you're a stronger man at a range than you are close up. We know. Yeah, hell, I was. Fortunately, it wasn't too costly this time around. Um, But you did get him good with your Garrett. It's a good clean strike. Well, I sure startled him. That's that's for sure. But 
what will the authorities find when they respond to that shot? Will they find a, a murdered homeless man or will they find a shriveled up husk of a possum in a homeless man's den or a wolf carcass or dust? I don't know. Never stuck around to look. Well, there'd be news articles, though. It's not our first um, putting down. Have, have we run into creatures like that before, or is it kind of different type of creatures? Not like that before, although you've heard rumors, you know. Um, all, all you really know is that there are these monsters hiding out there. Uh, if you want to ask more questions, you can talk to Father O'Leary tomorrow morning. Yeah, he's probably pretty toasted right now. Yeah, well, finish right. up late night supper and uh, hit the hay. All right, for breakfast. So we'll assume that you all uh, you all go to sleep. I would like you all to do. Uh, uh, power rolls. Three. Regular success. 23 is a hard success. Regular success. So you all succeeded. All right. Um, the beds that you sleep in are not much more than just um, foam mattresses on planks of wood. Uh, they're not, they were never meant to be particularly comfortable uh, for the monks that used them originally. Um, but as you sl sl lay there, you've gotten kind of used to the fact that they're hard and uncomfortable. And uh, you start to wonder if, uh, if they were more comfortable, if you would be less comfortable, so to speak. Uh, you all passed your power rolls. So this evening, you all, uh, you all have dreams. And they're not quite what you'd call a vivid dream, but more like the impression that's left on your mind after you've had a very strange dream. Uh, Hank, uh, when you are on the verge of waking up in the morning, you seem to recall uh, a room that's very dark in the room and there's mumbling, there's mumbling all around you like there's a lot of people. And you realize in the shadows of the room and, and sort of filling the center of the room are people, but the people don't have faces. They're, they're not so much that they're not faces, but they're blurry, like they're moving very quickly or they're just, you can't quite make them out. Um, and as you move, they try to intercept you. And when they do, they, they, they put their hands on you and you don't know whether they're trying to assault you or keep you from going forward or stop you from moving. Um, 
but you struggle to get away from them as you go. And before you can reach the other end of the room, and you think there's a door over there, before you can reach it, you wake up in the morning and you're disconcerted about, about what, what you dreamt. Ah, damn, not that damn dream again. Denny, um, you also have a dream, but you dream uh, that there is this light wind sort of blowing and there seem to be these glowing colored balls in the air all around you and they they're moving back and forth um, maybe the wind is moving them and you can hear the sound of tittering little voices like uh, like little squeaky animals um, that almost sound human it's 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 very vague and the colored lights and the colored globes are are bothering you and then you start to feel something reaching up and grabbing you and pulling down on your clothes and and when that happens you wake up uh, also feeling somewhat disconcerted and then michael you are um you're on a street uh, you think maybe in a big city somewhere you can hear vaguely the traffic and you see a number of people walking up and down past you and towards you and there's this woman you only say that it's a woman because of the figure um but there is no face it's vague and it's dark and she seems to be after you she's coming at you and she's got her hands out like she's going to attack you and just as she gets there you wake up and it's morning and as you all are awoken and you're feeling disconcerted can also smell bacon. Love that smell. Get some coffee going. Goddamn dream. Good morning, Denny. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Hank. Good morning. Boys, there's fresh coffee there. Thank you, Father. I'll have your breakfast in a minute. Another, another crazy dream I've just been having. It's too often, too often. Same damn dream. You've been having those dreams again. Yeah, it was really intense last night, but it's the same damn one or some kind of variation of it. Have you been saying your prayers? Every night, Father. Probably just the demons fucking with you. He doesn't say fucking. I for, I forget that I'm a priest. 
father when when we when we finish off these these beasts what do you know what the authorities end up finding do they revert back to their beastly selves or do they do they stay cloaked in the human disguise oh you shouldn't worry about things like that obviously if people were were discovering monsters uh uh, that they would, uh, that would be a big deal in the newspaper. He says, nah, people can't see the things that you can see. But so but do they worry. find no body at all? Now, what kind of talk is that? You're just going to upset yourselves thinking about such things. Now, here's your breakfast. Uh, have a nice breakfast, and uh, I'm going to have to go out shopping this morning. So mm. I'll leave you to it. Uh, why don't you tidy up the places? Yeah. I'll get the cobwebs this time. All right. Yeah. Those are always work to be done. And he sort of putters off somewhere, probably to his place to get whatever he needs uh, before he goes. I don't know, Denny, Michael. It just it just seems like that something happens to the bodies. If they're if the police are just finding what looks to be humans, you'd think there'd be a entire FBI investigation sweeping the area. Well, I mean we go we go weeks at a time between these things. You also travel quite a distance. Oh, okay. It's not just right in there. Sometimes you travel for a couple of hours before you get to the place where you got it. Okay. Yeah, we see different kinds of beasts in different places. Still, uh, after an off light, off night like last, where you know, I know that uh, we drew some attention. I'd like to know what people think is happening in our in our Lee. Well, unless the father brings the smack a uh, newspaper. Yeah, if he, he never has before. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have to ask him for one. I I get a bit tired of reading these old, um, you know, meditations, moldy old books of meditations. Well, if you want to change of, want to change, I have these moldy books of hymns. Mm. You know, we can. I think we've probably all seen all of them, but a little bit of change is better than none. I wouldn't mind saying a racing form. I'd like you to all do occult rolls. Hmm. Ooh, that's low. Let's see. Ooh, that's a pass. I actually have a hard success of 18. Okay. I failed with the 15. Those of you who passed, um, Father O'Leary is not exactly the best priest, if you will. Um, it seems to you that at some point in the past, you've heard that the Catholic priests are supposed to be serving services every single day. But 
you haven't had a religious service in oof. you're not sure that you can remember the last time that you had a religious service um you've wondered about that before and you wonder if maybe father o'leary is not allowed to uh, serve mass hmm. but he's a nice old man you don't want to Okay. Or... Uh, we're all here at a sort of special dispensation. This is not a usual order, and he's not a usual priest. Um, he doesn't speak of his superior that often. He's we... yeah. He's never, as far as you can remember, he's never openly spoken about who he gets his orders from. But he has occasionally, accidentally, said the Archbishop. Do, do we ever see him reading the good book? No. Nope. He deployed to that nope. as well. You you very rarely see him do anything private. He'll retire to his room. Maybe he reads there. You have no idea. Um, well, maybe just take a peek in his room because he's out getting stuff. You know, no malicious intent, just just curiosity. Uh, I mean, what is it? Uh, why are you worried about his faith there, Hank? It's just we haven't had a proper service in a while. It's, it's just ain't right. Well, I mean, I haven't had much occasion for sin, but I'm not sure that uh, murdering bugbears is actually cleansing my soul. I'll just sort of clean the dust webs in the direction of the father's quarters. Okay. Try not to trip over any empty bottles of four roses. <laughs> Take a peek in if I can. All right. Um, the door is not there's no locks on any of the doors here um but it is closed um you feel a great deal of trepidation at violating the priest's privacy but you go ahead and you open the door and you look inside and you're a little shocked that his cot, his bed is not made. Um, uh, there's a bottle of whiskey on the side table. And from, from looking, peeking in the door, that's all you can really see. Hmm. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll take a step in. You know, if there's any cobwebs or anything in the corners, I'll take them down. Okay. Clean and good nature, but I'll just kind of look down every so often. But other than that, I'm going to do a nice cleaning job. Okay. Um, do a I won't, I'm not you. rearranging his stuff. I'm just, you know, dusting cobwebs and just sort of looking as I do that. Uh, do a spot hidden for me. Boom, 33 out of... Uh, ooh, oh, that's a that's a hard hard spot hidden success. All right. Um, 
you're you're looking around, Dustin, and you're moving around the bed, and you get to the other uh, you get to the other end of the room, and you can see that there's something wedged between the bed and the wall, on the back side that keeps the bed from hitting the wall by about that much. And as you look over and you look closer, there seems to be a book, um, small paperback book that's wedged in there. Oh, now it's gonna, oh, I can't, this is none of my business, but I am in. I'm gonna have to do a pow check. I, I want to, but there's probably. Nobody knows you're. Nobody knows you're in here. <laughs> I know, but still, it's just. I went in. You mentioned, and I was feeling a little bit. If I make my pow, I'll, I'll take a look. And uh, no, ninety-six. No, I fail it. Uh, okay, there's something bizarre there, but I just. You you fail it, then you then you can't control yourself. You go ahead. Oh, and you... okay. All right, there we go. <laughs> right, go take a look. Yeah, I'll, I'll... You, you pick it up, and it's. It's it's like a, a dime store novel. It's it's Strangers on a Train by Patricia Highsmith. It just looks and it looks like it's very well read, like it's you know, the pages are dog eared from all the reading. But it's like some frivolous psychological thriller. Well, it doesn't seem too harmless, but but it's something that you guys have been denied. You don't get any of these little luxuries or... Yeah. Well, he's senior father here. He's probably perks of uh, higher up and we're still young and need to be... What told. you don't find is any kind of religious material. Now that's startling. Huh. Well, I'll, I'll thumb through it and then just sort of put it right back right exactly how I found it okay. sort of dust my way out of there and continue cleaning on down the hall all right uh Murphy and I mean uh, Michael and Denny what are you guys doing I was sort of sweeping around outside the father's residence while Hank snooped and I'm eager for the report oh yeah I go right to them and sort of spill the beans don't you think that's a wee bit weird? It's not a single. Well, I, this, a might, this might be like this might be like a stupid question, but it's been an awful long time since I remember going to church. Um, is he dressed like a priest? Well, he dresses in a black robe, yeah, with a little white right here. Roman he's collar. His, he's got his dog collar on. Now you said it was called "Strangers on a Train," and it's by a woman. Yeah, that sounds almost like a romance novel. Did you read any? Uh, just like a couple paragraphs like the, the the cover actually says that it's a psychological thriller yeah psychological thriller okay. 1950 it was written thriller. last okay. year but nothing no rosary beads no no cross no bible no he could have taken that with him but we never see him going around with them ever yeah. And he was uh, went out shopping. He wouldn't bring up. Well, he might carry his rosary beads with him. He might carry a, a good book and a satchel if he wore a satchel, or he might have a robe inside his cat or a pocket inside his cassock. But uh, 
It does seem, um, how long do the shopping trips usually take? A couple of hours. And how isolated is St. Otto's? Um, it's out in the woods. It's probably about four miles um, mm. from a small village. Lads, I think we have a, I think we have to be concerned that uh, the father isn't coming in clean with us. Um, I don't know what about all this, all these years, all our good service. Perhaps he's uh, gotten in trouble with uh, the Archbishop or the diocese or something and hasn't let us know. Mm. He's a regular in his habits. Even well, when he's wearing a habit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, slip into his room and read uh, a little bit of that dubious novel and see what uh, the old fellow is up to. And I'll run cover. So if there's any sort of approach to uh, the father, I'll give him a loud, hearty hello there. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a un unpleasant tingle, although, you know, I didn't sleep that well myself. All right. Um, so you, uh, you're going to slip into his room. Are you going to slip in it and read it in there or are you going to take it? I think I'm going to, I don't want to, uh, you know, it's hard to slip things back right where you came from if you go too far. So I'm going to lean where, you know, in, in his window so the light is decent and I can keep an eye on where it came from and what's moving. Okay. So you, you start thumbing through this book and you don't like the cover at all. The cover is kind of this odd purple with a a strange woman and a man in the background um, underneath the letters strangers on train um it doesn't seem very wholesome uh it the first little bit that you read says it, it has something to do with an architect named guy haynes um who wants to divorce his unfaithful wife um and so you start to realize that uh, that it's it's just sort of a cheap, uh, like I say, a psychological thriller. Um, you don't have really time to to read that far into it, but it doesn't uh, exactly seem very lurid. Yeah, it's very lurid and on it's you know at least unclean and arguably a bit foul. Is the uh, does the back cover give? Um, a very clear description of the overall plot? Um, yeah, probably. Um, uh, a man wants to divorce his wife and that he plots uh, uh, her uh, to get rid of her in a more uh, 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 murderous way. <laughs> he's, he's plotting on murdering her. So it's a murder mystery, if you will. Uh, he's thinking about uh, uh, pushing her off a train Entirely unsuitable. 
And you can also tell that it's been well read. It's mm-hmm. been read a few times. Maybe if he has nothing to do, he just keeps reading this damn. He goes out in the world. He could pick up something else for himself, something more original, if not something more edifying. Um, I'm going to, you know, put it back as I as best I can in the by the bed frame on the wall, and um, uh, and 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 discuss matters with the lads. Okay. Um, you know, we know Father Leary's uh, has faults, as all men do. Um, we know that we've done uh, good work over the years, um, but I wonder if he's slipping, and I wonder if, if what what the best thing is for us to do, and whether we uh, ought ought to confront the father directly about this matter. Maybe not the lurid book, but about um, the way we're sequestered away from things, and uh, I don't know. What do you think? Definitely need to make sure he's absolving us of our sins of murder here. This is these are creatures and beasts and monsters, but were we not promised uh, being forgiven for such acts? I don't think killing these things is murder, but it's not as though I haven't had an unclean thought or two. Um, you know, we're supposed to, at any moment, we could be s- struck down and we're supposed to be cleansed. Yes, uh, no no services, no confessionals. Um... Yeah, no holy host. I don't remember what it tastes like. When, when he comes back, what, what does he usually bring? Is it mostly food items? Mostly food. Probably all food. Huh. And is he the only one that prepares the food here, or do we prepare the food for him as well? You've helped. You've, you've, you've oh. made food before. Okay. Um, he sometimes comes back with a piece of, of mail. And when he comes back with a piece of mail, it usually means there's going to be a job. And how how large uh, have the jobs been historically? Have we gone into a whole nest of witches, or is it usually um, single beasts? I would like you to do an intelligence roll. Made by one point. I made mine by three points. Scaring that line. Um, you, you find it difficult to recall. You don't think that there's ever been anything more than a single creature. Um, but the details seem to be a little blurry. That's for all of us who are trying to recall? If, 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 in fact, yes, it's what you're thinking when you're trying to recall. And this is the damnedest thing. I, it, I, I know we've been doing this for a while, but I, I just can't really put a finger on the details of what we've done. Contrast with that with the fact that you can remember all of the details of last night. 
this is kind of weird. Like yesterday, maybe the day before, real crystal clear, but every time I sit down and try to think way back, it's it gets fuzzy quickly. Well, it's the same thing. I'm wondering why we haven't got a collection of old newspaper clippings about various uh, previous exercises or, yeah, I mean, it, it, we do live monotonous lives, but yeah, I think something's gone wrong. I think so too. It, it, yeah, simple lives, you'd think we'd be able to think a bit more clearly since that's, you don't have anything to clutter our minds with. You hear the car pulling up outside. I'll go help uh, father with the groceries. Yeah. Um, let's all go out. Uh, and perhaps one of us can linger back and, and see if there's anything else interesting in the car. All right. Um, good boys. Go, come out and uh, help me. Uh, I got some supplies for us that will last us a couple of weeks. Oh, wonderful. Thanks, Father. Uh, you also notice, you all notice, because he's wearing black, that there is an, a letter in his pocket just you know, barely sticking out. Huh. Which usually means there's going to be a job. Says, well, now let's put all this away. Good, you did some cleaning. Uh, it's nice to see this place uh, uh, looking better than it has in the past. Oh yeah, we did dusting all over, cobwebs, even did a little mopping. I didn't have time to get everything mopped. But... Uh, no trouble. Not getting into any trouble, are you? Not much here to get into, is there? You'd think the place would be spick and span with all the time we have between um, adventures. Well, there's the Lord makes a lot of dust. Uh, it's an old place, after all. An old secret place. Well, let's get to making some lunch. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got to read something, and then I'll come back and I will... Uh, I'll join you. And uh, he goes off to his room. Uh, I've, I've lingered back with the car. Mm -hmm. Do a spot hidden. 27 is a hard success. Doesn't seem to be anything unusual about the car. Okay. All right. And this is the car we drove last night, right? Correct. There's, There's only the one, one car. It's stashed somewhere in the, on the back side of the monastery, so that no one. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be very curious to see what, uh, what news he's got from the outside world. Maybe he can. Maybe he'll read it aloud to us if we ask. I bet you that might be another one of those jobs coming up. Did uh, did uh, did the. Father seemed nervous, anxious, changed in any way, sort of psychologically. Do a cycle if you've got psychology. Yeah. Boom, nailed it. 36 out of 50. 50 on the dot. <laughs> His personality, it, it swings. Um, times like this, he's acting exactly like he would. He's an authority. 
he tells you what to do. He treats you like children, like his children. Um, it's when he drinks that he starts to get very sentimental. Um, you've seen him, you know, you, you think you've seen, caught him almost sobbing. But, but never uh, about it. well, yeah, you don't, you don't want to embarrass him. So he acts, he's very, very, acts very masculine that, you know, men don't cry. But when he drinks, he cries. Um, right now, he's very much like, you know, do this, do that, get it done. So right now he's acting exactly the way he normally would act. Okay. Treats you a bit like servants. But that's kind of what you're used to. Yeah. You were you were raised orphans. Um do um do power rolls. 59, uh, pass. Regular 20, pass. 24 is a hard success. 62 is a narrow success. Okay. You don't exactly remember much about the orphanage. Yeah, or, the, or, how, or how long we've been here instead of at the orphanage. You don't remember either much about the war. All right. Yeah, World War II. But we are good with our weapons. Yeah, we were in that. We fought fought well. Defeated the Nazis. Well, boys, we've got lunch ready. Let's see what we're going to have. Yeah. Let's all sit down. And great uh, bread. May God bless our food. And uh, he starts eating. He says, "After after we finish, we'll we'll go over this, our next job." So we won't have a full grace before this meal, then, Father. Would you like to say grace? Didn't you know? You know, Father, I would, but I don't seem to remember exactly what the words are. Um, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, so you, you eat. Um, now then, boys, I've got uh, I've, I've gotten a letter um We've tracked down a very dangerous individual. Uh, I don't want you to distress yourselves too much, but in this case, it's a woman. It uh, appears to be a woman, at least. It appears to be a woman, exactly. Um, you're going to be traveling tonight to, to Talwick, Maine. Uh, it's going to be a good three-hour drive from here. The woman's name is Jane Richmond. And we believe that she has 
emigrated to this country a number of years ago from the old country. And we don't know exactly what she is, but I suppose the closest thing would be a vampire. She doesn't drink blood, but she seems to suck the life force out of people around her. She has moved from one husband to another. Each one of them she has consumed. Uh, the, she poses as an older woman, but in fact she's much, much, much older than she appears. And the man who she's living with, he appears much older than he actually is because she's sucking the life out of him. She won't reveal her true form unless she's confronted. But as soon as you confront her and you give her no place to run, she may transform, in which case you might be in a great deal of danger. So be careful. I don't want the husband in any way harmed. And he's a mortal man? Yes, he's a mortal man. So it would be best if we could um, isolate them so that he wouldn't be even aware of what he'd uh, gotten caught up with. You can try. It might not be that easy because you might be confronting them at their home. Do you think that he'll uh, regain his youth and vigor when she's no longer sapping him? Well, I don't exactly know how these things work. Um, none of us are, but we know that it's got to stop. She's gone through three or four men already that have died prematurely of old age. And how did the church learn about her location, Father? That I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm only given the instructions. Do we have any information on what might her weaknesses be or a good way to fight that type of monster? Perfectly honest, we don't. You'll have to act on your feet it's to be tonight uh yeah tonight's a good night so perhaps we'll uh we'll even have an early supper if it's a three-hour drive we don't want to be uh maybe take a thermos or two of coffee as well possible too that you might want to leave after lunch get over there but don't let yourselves be don't don't be conspicuous. Don't let yourselves be seen. You should probably wait until dark. Well, this time of year, it's dark pretty early. It's funny, Father. After so many, so many nighttime missions, slaying these beasts, that I'm trying to recall if we ran into anything like her before. You have never run into anything like this woman. But that's not what I'm getting at. I'm. I'm getting at I'm having a hard time recalling anything we've fought before. Uh, the pressures, the pressures of this sort of job are, are difficult to handle. Uh, uh, best you block it from your minds. Well, uh, Father, uh, I, I don't remember since it was the last thing that we've confessed. Uh, well, if something were to go wrong. I ask you every time you come back how you did. What better confession is that? I say prayers for you. You're, you're taken care of. Don't you worry about that. The church is giving you orders. Uh, quite honestly, you can't do anything wrong. 
If anyone's to blame, it's the church if there's a mistake made. You just need to get the job done. You just need to get rid of these people because the church has said so. Well, and since we all have, you know, uh, a bit of clarity, we, we mustn't make mistakes that often. Although, you know, just last night, uh, Michael wasn't sure that that, uh, that fiend in the, in the stairwell was, was hu wasn't human. Now you're just, you're just worrying about it. I'd like you to just stop worrying about it. Concentrate on the job that you need to do and, and just leave it at that. Yeah, I'll have a good lunch. We'll pack a couple thermoses of coffee. I think actually, Father, if you approve, maybe we'll leave while it's still light and we can drive faster and then we'll stop uh, a little bit south of there uh, and uh, gear up before we, we make our entry. Well, that's up to you. Just don't let yourselves be seen by anyone. We can't have anybody tracing you back to the monastery. Certainly not. And uh, the car's uh, all gassed up then. Oh, uh, yes, it is. I gassed it up in town. Uh, and there's extra in the trunk because a three hour drive both ways could be uh, taxing. Oh, it should be fine for that. Very good, Father. Now let's uh, clean up after lunch and, uh, and go about your business. Put another pot of coffee on for the road. A little bit through cleaning, if I have time, I'd like to go to my room or wherever. And um, is, is there any paper and pencils or pens anywhere in this place? No. Nope. Uh, no way to write down a journal of what we've been doing. <laughs> no well, we could, uh, I'm sure we could find a floorboard to pull up and uh, take a knife to it. Yeah, I share my idea with everyone else. This is troubling me, and I'd like to remember what we're doing. I think it would make us better killers of these beasts if we had good recollections of our encounters. For instance, like if we think about six months ago, we can't remember any details, but we remember well from last night that Michael had a hard time uh, uh, in the fight in certain ways. Uh, and I did too. We each had our challenges. If we if we could write this down, we could see what we could practice on and, and how we are a better team together. But with no history, we're doomed to continually repeat our mistakes. I think it would be better as a team to write this down. Not just, I mean, the reason that I mentioned to the father that we might um, leave early and make good time is because- Is to go get a newspaper? I'm gonna I'm gonna read a newspaper and see if I can find a copy of that filthy looking book. The father's only reading. Do we yeah. have money? I guess we could steal it in the name of God. We have to have pocket change for although it's a good question. How much I mean, you can't send people off in a car without anything. Things might happen, but there are, there is a 1950s car. There's a, there's a cup holder um, that 
there seems to be dimes and quarters that are occasionally tossed in there, probably by the father. There's a glove compartment, yeah. Glove compartment. Um, but not much, maybe two or three dollars. All right, but that's a lot in 51. Um, yeah, we could get a, a couple of Ticonderoga pencils and... Uh... Oh yeah, little little novels would be 75 cents back at that time. So. Oh yeah, 50. Um, yeah. And we could get a, you know, a couple of pencils and a notebook too and we won't have to tear up the floorboards. Yeah. Um, Tom, how's our hygiene? Um, the place have running water? Do we bathe yeah, cold there's, with there's, lye soap? There's, it's cold water, it's lye soap, yeah. Um, yeah, you keep yourselves clean. Um, and our clothes are not going to attract attention. Right? You have to wash them by up. hand, but yes, they're, they're okay. Mm. Almost all black, most of your stuff. So uh, I think we should leave as soon as you're all ready. Yeah. To um, do another idea, uh, especially Denny, just Denny. Just Denny, okay. 34 is good. Don't recall any other clothes that you've ever had. And these, they're not threadbare. You can only wash something with lye soap against stone so many times before it falls apart. So, so our daily tasks in cleaning and dusting and sweeping and cooking, does it include doing laundry? Occasionally. But, I, I mean, mundane things like that just don't seem to stick very well in your heads. Is, is the father around? Uh, He's somewhere about. He's still around. Yeah. Kind of I want to go find him. Okay. Before we go. Um, you find and him. I want to roll a clarity. Okay. Um, you find him um, outside, maybe walking around, looking at trees, whatever. Uh, roll the clarity. Seventy-three is a pass. Okay. When you look at at Father O'Leary, he looks exactly like Father O'Leary. Okay. Ah, Michael, what you doing out here? Are you getting ready to go? Oh, just. Yep, just. Do you want a bit of fresh air before I'm stuck in a car for three hours? I was thinking maybe we could put a little garden over here. What do you think? Grow some oh, fresh I think that'd vegetables. Be, uh, that'd be quite nice. Definitely yeah, something to help keep busy, you know, with the weeding and all. Anyway, get you going. Uh... So we, uh, and we don't, I mean, we never take any prisoners. So we have useful things like rope only for interim uh, concerns. 
Um, right. So there's not much loading up of the vehicle. We just make sure our weapons are loaded and clean. Um, I assume that, uh, you know, the three of us uh, bid the father farewell before we hop in the... Right. And he, uh, he gives you a blessing as you leave. And he says, I'll expect you back sometime this evening, but I might not wait up for you. Yeah. You know, if we have to wait until it's late to get them separate, then it's a long drive back. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. We'll have a cold supper if, uh, if you're, if you're uh, a bed. Okay. Any more? Well, before you leave, that's Stuart with this. Oh, no, no. I, I, I was just, I was just thinking back, like, okay, so we can't remember our day to day on our missions, but do we, do we remember any other special events? Do we celebrate holidays, our birthdays? How do we really know how old we are? Um, that's what Hank is wondering. Hank, do um, do an idea roll. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, do a power roll. Oh, crud. I failed. Okay. Um, no, you don't recall any celebrations. Most you ever do is maybe have a drink with the father after you get back after killing someone. And what was for lunch just now? Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, turkey. Beans and toast. Turkey. Yeah, yeah. something. Right. Oh, but we remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah the beans yeah. and toast. Yeah. Do, do, we go, do you remember last time I went to the restroom? Because I'm sure I probably... Oh, yeah. In fact, there's nothing fuzzy about your memory until you start to go back about three days or so. Okay. So last week's a blur. Yeah. So uh, who's driving? Uh, let's see. You drive. all know how to drive. I uh, prefer to ride shotgun and keep an eye on things. I'm an okay driver. I'm all right. Okay. All right, so uh, you're going to drive, but you said you're going to stop somewhere along the way. Yeah, I'd like to get, uh, I mean, we've got, the car has a map in it, I guess, of, of Maine. Yes, we have can't a map know where to this show place you where is. Um, so I'd like to get uh, a good hour away from the monastery so that there can be no connection to us and uh, look for a, a gas station sort of place. It's got a small general store kind of thing. Okay. You pull into a little gas station and um, uh, there's a little ding ding as you as you pull into the gas station. Uh, a young kid looks like he's maybe 16, uh, dressed in a very nice, clean white uniform, a little white hat on his head. He comes out and he says, uh, fill her up, mister. Uh, yeah, we just top her off. We should have a full tank. You got it. Should I check your oil and stuff? That sounds lovely, lad. All right. So he um, starts to do that. Very good. Uh, I, I, Hank, Michael, 
When was the last time you had a Coca-Cola? Uh, I don't think the father ever brings that back for us. Oh, well, but it's, you know, we have to have had a Coca-Cola. I, I think I know what it tastes like. That's not I, a sin? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm scrounging for the change in the glove compartment. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna get us a, a bottle of Coca-Cola. Nickel. Uh, might be a dime in fifty-one, uh, and look for uh, something we can write in and see if they've got any books in there. And a, and a newspaper. And a newspaper. Okay. Right. From the county the monastery is in, if they've got it. Okay. After an hour being from the monastery, you're probably in Massachusetts at this point. Or you, you've just crossed into Massachusetts. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought that the uh, Ms. Jane Richmond was in Talwick, Maine. Did I say Maine? Oh, I think you did. It's M.A. I'm sorry, it's Talwick, Massachusetts. Okay, so we've gone a bit far, That's too far to hours. get a local paper. Right. Right. Even, you know, so even stopping one hour, we're, it's too late to get a local paper, a, a county paper. All right. Uh, maybe there's, there's a Portland paper they might have. Yeah, they might. So I'll get the Portland paper uh, and a sharpened pencil and a Coca-Cola. Okay. Anything Do they have else? a little paperback rack? Yeah, we'll say they have a paperback rack. Is there anything by Patricia Highsmith? Do a luck roll. 50-50. Seven. Yes, they have that novel there. Hot diggity. Um, 50 cents. Anyway. All right, that's most. That's going to be the body of our change, I think. In but fact, it's the same cheap. exact one that... That lurid purple cover. Oh, that cover art, nice. Um, all right, uh, so we have enough change to, to give the boy a nickel and uh, I say let me just uh, like pull into a parking lot and have a look at the paper and, um, and so on. See what this Coca-Cola tastes like. Okay. Um, who's going to taste the Coca-Cola first? Yes, that was my sense memory. Okay. Do a power roll. 28 is a success. It's, it's a hard success. It's a hard success. Okay. Um, taste and, and aroma can trigger memories. And when you when you taste the Coke, uh, inside your head, that dream that you have of the colored balls and the tittering noise, it, it suddenly, it like pops into your head for a moment. And is it little children giggling? And are the balls more egg-shaped? Are they balloons? 
And suddenly in your mind, you can see that there are balloons and there are children and there's a party. And, and then it sort of fades out. Do, it's right there on the edge of your memory. And when I can glimpse those children and the balloons, am I at the level of the children looking up at the balloons or am I looking down at the children across the balloons? You're, 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 the, the noise of the children is coming from below you. And in fact, now that you're thinking about it, the hands reaching up and grabbing you, they're little hands. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, that's, uh, this Coca-Cola is stronger stuff than I thought that was. Uh, do you care to try? Oh, Mikey. I, certainly. Murphy, you can also do a power roll. And Hank, you can when you get the Coke. Oh, <laughs> 78 is a pass. Barely. All right. Um, Michael. Uh, the same sort of thing happens to you. Oh, crap. Just closed it. Um, you, you suddenly have this memory, this strong memory, of being somewhere in a big city. You can smell the, you can smell the, the, the traffic, and there are tall buildings around you. And there are people walking, and there's a woman walking in your direction. And now you can sort of make out her face. And it seems like you know this woman from somewhere. She looks familiar. And then that memory sort of kind of fades away. Like, like once again, it's like it's right on the edge of your memory. Uh, you're here, trying here. to remember something. That's very sweet. Here, here, try this, Hank. Uh, I feel like there's something from the tip of my tongue. I just can't say. Fifty out of sixty-five. And Hank, um, the room full of people. It's dark, and but. There is light, and you can see these faceless people moving around, but they're, they're not faceless so much as they're obscure. But one of them, you're pretty sure it's, it's a woman. Uh, she's not attacking you, but she's putting her hands on your shoulders, and she's leaning forward like she's going to give you a kiss. And then, once again, the memory kind of fades and it, it remains right on the edge of your, your thinking. Something ah. is reminding you of some, some memory. Some feels like it's a million years ago, or maybe I, not so long ago. But This doesn't seem like a bad memory. This seems like a good memory. Just all fuzzy. It's like I'm yeah. drugged. The, the newspaper. Is, is there anything in the newspaper about what happened last night? 
uh, the newspaper. Um, you read through it and uh, you confirm that you are in 1951. Uh, there are things going on in the country that you had no idea about. Um, uh, but there's no piece of information there about a homeless man being found. Um, maybe it's just not big enough news. Nor a, nor a dead lycanthrope, nor a, a, a gunshot that startled. Do you wonder town. if maybe the Catholic Church is somehow able to hide the evidence? Or maybe they have more influence over the newspapers than you think they do. Well, or maybe the, maybe, you know, the monsters sort of fade away, right? I, I remember uh, in that there was a vampire movie I saw back when I was a boy where he just melted in the air. Maybe they don't last. But they're not even lasting in our own memories, Denny. <sighs> Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Like completely. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a movie. I know I saw. I know I was in a movie theater as a kid, with a bunch of kids from the orphanage. I think. Have you ever seen The Ocean? Well, I mean, the we went overseas, overseas, but I can't remember the ocean. In the war, were, you, were we in were we in France? Were we or in the Pacific? Where did we go? Do we have any solid memories of the war we fought in? Mm -mm. And yet, well, Murphy, you you can distinctly remember holding a gun in your hand. Um that wasn't last night. You, you, it feels, it feels like something you've held in your hand. You know, it feels natural for it to be in your hand. You can recall that very well, but you can't think of where you were or why. Are you driving by this time? Well, yeah, we should get back on the road. Uh, you're right, uh, Mikey, that Coca-Cola is very sweet, but it also, it made me remember my dream, but it, in a very different way. Like what seemed nightmarish just seemed normal. Yeah, mine, mine too. My recurring dream came to me. Again. I wonder, are they even reoccurring? Do we know? Or does it just feel like an echo? And the same with everything else feels so vague. I mean, do you think we all... It's not normal to forget everything, right? People, talk, people have, like, people remember weeks before, usually, right? The years before? It seems so, but... Then again, the only people we really know are the three of us and the father. He doesn't talk about much. I'm wondering if we just, you know, maybe that it's it's 
you know, if that werewolf made, gave off some kind of gas that made us forgetful, maybe everything will come back in a couple of days. Because it doesn't, why else are we waking up like this? Tom, I'm going to uh, try to um, use clarity to look at this lurid novel, if I may. Okay. Go ahead and roll clarity. 29. It's just a lurid novel. Just a lurid novel. That seems so bad. Yeah. Uh, well, Danny. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I tried to use all this not being able to remember and, and what was said about this creature we're supposed to track down that's taking life. I, I feel silly or, or guilty or I'm not sure, but I tried to use it on the father. Did you did you did you touch I the magnimeter so under your under your collar and look at him? Yeah, uh, but I didn't yeah. see I didn't see anything different. I wouldn't expect to. No, I mean it should only affect monsters. That's that's what we were trained to think by whoever trained us. Um, Denny, do a power roll. Where where do we get these from? Who told us that? 32 is uh, exactly uh, a hard success. Right, Michael, you can also do a power roll. And Hank, if 20, you're listening to them, you can do a power roll. 23 oh, yeah. is a hard That's, success. I'm driving. 51, success. All right. So we'll start with Hank since he's driving. There is a moment uh, when, when Denny expresses a question of how, who trained you, um, that you find yourself completely distracted from driving. Uh, you're lost in a memory all of a sudden. And you're in a very dark place. Um, there seem to be stone walls all around you uh, it's inside. It's definitely, there's no windows. So uh, a basement or a, a cellar or something like that. And you can see, you can all, you're all having the same vision at the same moment. You, you all see each other. And there's somebody else there. And this person is um, dressed in some sort of a black robe with a hood and he's saying something and you see him passing out these pins. Actually, he's pinning them on you. And then everything, it's just a moment that you have this vision, uh, this sort of memory, and then it's, it seems to be gone. Does the, does the memory end at the point of him pinning it on me? Right. And you don't remember. I mean, this whole vision was just instantaneous, a memory. Yeah. And now you're trying to sort of grab a hold of that memory as it fades away. Mm. Well, it wasn't Father O'Leary who gave them to us. Didn't seem like him. Yeah, I fully share this here. I'm trying to, in my desire to start a journal, I'm also trying to share my memories with everyone. Yeah, no, I remember, 
I remember that too, Hank. I. Where were we? Where was that room? Where was that place? Was there? It was dark. Was there torchlight? I don't know. Was it through a window or? Uh, the the hands that reached out with the pen, were they youthful? No, they were old. And the and they they were speaking, but they were not speaking English. Is that right? Correct. You're pretty sure they were man's hands. Older man's hand. Did we have an idea of the language being spoken or? If it was Latin, we'd recognize it from the orphanage, right? Just the, you know, the regular. You're not really that sure you know what Latin sounds like. I'm going to remove the pin. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Nothing happens. I wonder. Um, so if we drove an hour and made our stop, had our Coca-Cola. Uh, you're, you're continuing to drive, so we'll say that you're back approaching on the, the area by now, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're discovering these scenes as you're going. If I, uh, I'm, you know, flipping through sort of reading the first couple of pages of each chapter of the novel, does anything strike me? Not really. Just some weird... Weird. Seems kind of an interesting story, but in a in a secular manner sort of way. Yeah, There's... I guess he just needs something to pass the time since he's not reading scripture. There's not a character in it named Jane Richmond by any chance, is there? No. Actually, I'm not reading that. So. Right. Right, but you could ask. No, there's no and there's no Doyle or or Murphy or Hulan. He because if I saw any names like that, I would shriek. Yeah, <laughs> I like your idea. Oh, do you share that, Michael? That the the pen off. Yeah, I I mean I'm holding it. I was thinking of doing the same. I'm almost curious if you keep it off for a whole day. It's what might happen. I. It's a little um, circle um, with an odd sort of zigzag. There's a couple zigzags. Um, you think maybe the two zigzags are like an M this way and an M that way, probably for Magna Mater. Um, but there's a funny little line between them. And then on the back, um, around the circle there is something written uh you never really looked at it before but it looks like it might be in gaelic does what does magna mater mean great mother and we know we and that's something that we know as characters i mean the virgin mary is called called a lot of different things okay. yeah but that is notable among them it's a it's the name of a notable prayer in him. Okay. Um, so I 
yeah, it's odd we've never looked at this before, unless we have and we forget every week. Maybe we have some kind of disease and that's why they can use us for this. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, we need to start writing this down. This, this, is, this is not good. Um, I'm putting in the chat window what it says on the back. Like I say, it looks like Gaelic. You think? But uh, Hank, how do we know that we haven't written anything down before? Well, we can remember a day. We we can remember a day or two or three at most. So if we keep on updating the journal daily, we won't forget about it. If we have been keeping journals and the father's been taking them away from us, then we know that he's hiding something. Right now, we're just, you know, we had strange dreams and a strange day, and we're, I'm feeling confused. I don't know that we, I don't think we can shirk our duty on the basis of feeling strange and having our first coca-cola oh i'm not saying sh shirking our duty just just keep a journal and then store it underneath a loose floorboard in one of our rooms well that's the thing we shouldn't have to hide it that's what that's what concerns me if if, if our memories are being taken from us that's different at this our point you've turned onto the road that leads to the cottage where this woman, Jane Richmond, supposedly lives. And um, it's a pretty isolated place? It's, it's on the outskirts of town. Uh, it's a little hill. And uh, if you do a drive-by, uh, you can see that it's a fairly decent-sized piece of property with a little white, um, very pretty-looking little house with uh, flowers growing around it. Although right now, the f I guess there's not too many flowers. It's late October. Um, the chrysanthemums, there, there are chrysanthemums still blooming. Um, a lot of the trees have started to lose their leaves, but there are, there are little groves of trees all the way around. You could uh, once again hide rather easily and observe. You don't see anybody walking around, but you're pretty sure somebody's home. And this this house again is the, there's there's no nearby neighbors. Uh, nearest neighbor is a little ways down the hill, you know, maybe half mile. Yeah, or a quarter mile. Okay, so a significant distance, but they'd hear a gunshot though. They would probably hear a gunshot, but it would be in the distance and at that range, it would sort of echo and bounce around, so it'd be hard to get. Right. Uh, got it. All right, lads. So we're gonna. Uh, 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 Hank, look for a, a decent turnoff where we can stash the car without being too um, obvious. Yeah, we'll say say stash it a couple hundred meters away and then uh, walk in. Uh, yeah, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll close in on the house through the trees and see if uh, this uh, Richmond creature appears in the windows. So she's supposed to look elderly because she's in disguise and he's supposed to look elderly because she's sapping his youth. 
but apparently he doesn't notice. I guess it's some kind of vampiric spell. Um, if I, if you're both not going to wear the pen. No, I'll wear a pen. We should probably two of us wear the pen at least and maybe have one not to see if that actually helps in any way. I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to find clarity we've been lacking. Uh, but we don't want to be consumed by a vampire because we've disguised the truth from ourselves. Let's, Michael, let's, are you, are you, have you taken the pin off? You're putting it in your pocket? Or are you holding it or, or what? Uh, I'm seriously just considering discarding it in the grass. I'll, I'll hold it for you just in case if you want to put it on later. But this way, it'll be off your body, off your person. Well, I was thinking we should wear them all in while we observe. If you're not, if that doesn't uh, bother you, Michael. Uh, do you feel like, do you feel like it's, do you feel like it, you have the feeling it's bothering your ability to understand things, right? Yeah. Yeah, here, uh, Hank, hold, hold this. It yeah, it's like still on your medium. purse. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll put it in my pocket. And then we're, mm -hmm. we're out of the car, so I'll, I'll take like, you know, five, ten steps away from Michael. Okay, Michael, do a power roll. Uh, 21, that's a hard success. Okay. When Hank gets about 10 feet away from you. You start to feel quite nauseated. Uh, like you're going to vomit. And you also realize that you were a policeman. You had a uniform and a gun and a life that seems to have been taken away from you. I back away from them. I'm probably throw up in the bushes, but. Do, do, do we see Michael the same as we've always seen Michael? Yes. Hey, Mikey, what, what's, what's wrong? Stay, stay away from me. Uh, oh, okay, wow, this must have really had an effect. That's throw, 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 get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get, get rid of the, the pins. Damn it! Oh, throw the pins oh, into okay. the bushes. So, so I'll, I'll take a, I'll take his pin out. I'll take my pin out. I'll set it very specifically next to the road, so I know exactly where it is. I don't want to lose it in case I want to, and then I'll walk towards Michael. Okay. Um, in the meantime, Michael. You suddenly remember that the woman in your dreams that's walking to you is your wife. And she's meeting you for lunch in Boston. And she's moving forward to give you a kiss as, as you've rendezvoused. Um, Hank. 
um, it, it you suddenly realize that uh, although you are a, a World War One, I'm sorry, World War Two veteran, um, parts of the army stuff is coming back. You were in a party that they were throwing for you because you had just returned from military service when the war was over. And that's what the room full of people is. And, and there were people coming up and kissing you, you know, because there you were. Um, Denny, you see both of them suddenly looking pale and shocked. Uh, I need to make a sanity check. Yeah, you can both do sanity checks. That's a failure. 18, hard pass. Um, if you fail, do a, a 1D4. Uh, if you pass, just take one point of sanity damage. Oh, I lost one. What's uh, what's happening there, lads? I this this. Oh my god! What I am I doing out here? I'm a I'm a policeman. I I live in Boston with with my wife. And I I met her for 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 lunch. Uh, you also don't remember knowing Hank. I mean, you remember knowing him over the past week, but you don't remember knowing him. And you weren't an orphan. Yeah, but wasn't an orphan. I, I've, I've retired from military service after the war. I, but I have a life. This is, what happened to us? Denny, what are you going to do? You're, you're really scaring me, fellas. You still uh, have your pen, right? I do. Take, Denny, take, take, take that pen off. The pens are clouding our minds. How did, how did they look, my comrades? Um, they, they're, now they're sort of flushing red only because they're, they're, they're breathing hard and they're freaking out a little bit. Yeah, all right. I'm going to pull it out and drop it. Okay. Once you are about 10 feet away, the party comes back into your mind. Party for children, a party for your 12-year-old daughter, Christina. It all starts to come to you that someone somehow assaulted you at some point. You were, you, were, you were assaulted and you remember waking up in this basement, room, dungeon, something. And this person, maybe it was Father O'Leary, or someone like him. Maybe he was there. You, you, you can sort of. There's something going on. Something there. And uh, I, I want you all to just suddenly do a sanity roll because it suddenly occurs to you that you have, the, amongst the three of you, murdered at least four people in the last couple of weeks. Uh, 
people who might not have been what they appeared to be if this thing is people who were not 60 monsters. is a fail 73 90. is a fail 99 yeah. do a, do a 1d4 if you fail we all fail three points two Jesus this... lads and he's gonna he was gonna have us kill this woman I wonder who she is I wonder why they want him to kill why they, why he so either either this this either this helps us forget these horrible creatures which maybe we're supposed to forget but why were we taken to do this in the first place I'm a What's your What's your name? Uh, your names are all correct. Our names are correct. It's, so my daughter was named Christina Doyle. I would never forget my daughter. There's no good reason to forget your daughter. Yeah. As you recall, the people that you killed, you can't recall the monster. You can only recall the person that you killed. You see an old man in front of you, Murphy, that you were about to grow, and he turned around and saw you, and you startled him, and, you, and he screamed, and he fell backwards. And he was simply trying to keep you all off of him as you beat him to death and cut his throat. You don't see a monster any longer. My God. What have we done? Uh, Mr. Well, then the question is not what we've done, but how quickly we can get back to St. Otto's and end this. Yeah. This, this isn't right be out in public and be seen you know what if somebody from our actual lives saw us how long have we been missing i mean there might be people looking for us not for what we've done under this but one thing that you come to the conclusion is you're all from boston and it's one do place the, you haven't gone to to do any of these things do the clothing it is the clothing we're wearing is it the same clothing as when yeah probably you the, the most what you're thinking is that this has only been going on for a couple of weeks at the most okay yeah i mean that my was... daughter's 12th birthday can't be that long ago so maybe we could find our lives again what the what is leary what is Should we should we gather those pins? I don't know if I could even be that close enough to it to carry it. But I'm afraid right. to leave them here in the woods. Yeah, well, see if we see. I didn't start feeling better until I got a good distance from them. Even if we put them in the trunk, I would still be too close. Why would he want us to kill some random old man in the street? 
Why would he send us all this way to kill this woman? Uh, well, I'm of the mind that we go ask him at gunpoint. Sounding more like he's the monster. Having us act as hitmen. Do you think he'll be able to tell if we come back in and act like his good boys? Do you think he'll know? And do whatever he did to us in the first place? don't know. We had some form of clarity to see see people as monsters. I wonder if he has some sort of vision to see us if we've changed. Well, they, they got us the first time around, didn't they? Yeah, somehow. I We could, yeah, I don't know. I suppose we have. Well, do, is there any reason to warn this poor Richmond woman or do we just want to get back on the road? How do we even approach that? What do we even say to her? Good evening, ma'am. I understand it's hey, your honeymoon. We were sent here to murder you by an insane false priest who hides in a derelict. Yeah, I don't think that's very helpful. Are you a vampire, by the way? Yeah. So, so either we are horribly mistaken and these help us see horrors of... Uh, but what it seems more likely that this guy's drugging us some sort of hallucinogenic drug and convincing to do his dirty work. The thing is, oh, I'm there's no here. question that if it was really clarity, we'd know who we were. It's not clarity. It's an illusion. Yeah. Well, here, hold, hold these. I want to hand you my weapons. Okay. And I'm going to go walk back over to the pins. To the two pins or the one that Denny set down? I think they're all together. Let's say they're all, they're all, all three of them are okay. together. All right. Uh, Murph, do a power roll. Sixty-three is a pass. Okay. As you approach, um, once you're like within ten feet, and you start to move towards it, you can literally feel your mind slipping away, and uh, because you pass, you stop dead in your tracks and you back away from it. No, we leave those there. We 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 can't get rid of them. I could feel them holding my mind away again. Yeah, this is terrible. So anybody walking down the street, 
is is going to be probably only people that the father had in the cellar saying his magic cantrips. You're you're on the side of the road in the woods. There are rocks, things all over the place. All right. So this is no. There's. It's not going to be heavily traversed by people. Uh, don't like leaving them there. They're dangerous things. But, but well, if I can, can get it. smash them with a giant rock from a distance. Ten feet's a pretty good throw. I say after we. Um, after we settle things with the false father, we can send someone up here who is not so susceptible. Maybe we won't be without uh, a father monster in the house. So how Why us? Why us? Maybe with our abilities. We, we each served in the war, right? Am I no. recalling that right? No, I'm a cop. I've been a cop. I don't remember serving in the war. Mm. Unless I did. I wasn't an orphan. I had a mother and a father. Um, World War II. 51. That's just um, six years ago. Yeah, it ended You would have been in ago. your 20s. You probably were. Yeah. You were either drafted or you were. You didn't serve for very long. Yeah. For the war was no, I was. I was in the Naval Reserve. I Actually, there were civilian police, too, who were out for reasons, could be. Right. You might have not served because you were a policeman. I needed you to be the policeman. But we could go back. We could bike the car. We could just pull the, 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 the spark plugs out of the car and go in. I like we're perfectly under the control of these things and confront get the get the father drinking and when he's nice and toasty drunk start questioning him yeah i don't want him to be drunk enough not to feel it but we'll see oh. how things go on the drive yeah uh, he's stolen. He's stolen our lives. He's stolen other lives, and he's not. Uh, he's not a natural thing. He can blackmail us, though. He probably has records of all of our murders we've committed. So, he could turn the tables on us with that. Yeah, I don't. Who said he's going to get anywhere? Yeah, I don't think Father O'Leary is going to be. Uh, committing any further crimes against humans or nature. Yeah, let's go. Enough talk about this. All right, so you're getting in the car? Yeah, leaving the pins behind. Do you want to drive over the pins? <laughs> no, I don't want to get 10 feet. I just, not even at 20, 30 miles an hour. Uh -uh. All right. So you start driving back. <laughs> And if um, any of you starts to feel vague about your memories, like there's some pins stuck in the car or something, anybody who starts to feel vague should call out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you worry about that, but that doesn't happen. What you find is that the, the farther you get, the closer you get back to, to St. Otto's, 
is you get angrier, angrier and angrier. You've been tricked or forced or into murdering people. Something that you would never do. Yeah. All right. So are you going to delay so that you show up like you normally would or are you going to just barge in there? I don't think we want to give the bastard a, a drip of warning. I think we want to go in as if we had successfully hunted. Okay. Then we should wait a little extra time. Yeah. So we'll say then that you go in um, after midnight. Right. And we can organize a story too. Like, did we get the the vampire away from the husband and how? And we have plenty of car ride to figure that out. So yeah, it's a question. He'll be he'll be asleep or passed out when we get in. But I think we should probably wake him, right? And not make nice. Because if he sleep, who knows what he can do? Yeah. I take the spark plugs out of the car. Okay. Well, you maybe put... we need the car. <laughs> well, we uh, you can, can put, put them, them under a rock by the drive so that we yeah. know where they are and he doesn't. Just tuck it out of the way. All right. We don't even have to take all of them. We'll just... So we'll say it's about two in the morning when you come inside. Uh, there is a light left on for you, but uh, you you can hear uh, Father O'Leary uh, down the hall snoring. And there's evidence in here that he's been drinking rather heavily. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to go kick his door in. Okay, so you kick you kick his door in. Um, That's boom. decided then. Kick, kick the door in and... Uh, and he stops snoring and he goes, oh, what, 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 what's, what's wrong? What's, what's, what's happened? He says, uh, now his room is dark. Who's there? Who's there? He says. I'm oh, sorry. Michael down the hall, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, Father. I stumbled in the dark. Oh, oh, Michael. Michael, so, so, so you're back. I'm. I'm sorry I was sound asleep. I didn't hear you come in. Did everything go okay? Yeah, everything went, went fine. Uh, that's good. We found her alone in the garden. Uh, that's good. We'll, we'll talk about it then in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm very tired. And he sort yeah. of falls over. I look back to the others. Yeah, he seems uh, defenseless. Let's just get it over with. Right. Uh, is there is there a lamp in his room we can uh, turn up or something? Uh, you can light you can light his hurricane his lamp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Father. Things went uh, things went better than you expected. Uh, oh, is that Denny? That's uh, it's I, uh, Denny. Denny, you need me to sleep. You need to let me sleep. I'm very tired. I think we sleep. should talk to you right now before. Uh, before we get any angrier, Father. I'm out in the hallway with the shotgun. I'm covering the door. Why on earth would you need to be angry? You should just put it out of your mind. Let it all go. Put it out of my mind. Well, you see, I, I really am a man who hates forgetting his own wife. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't love being taken from my 
young daughter, father. Don't don't be ridiculous. You're, you've been dreaming. There's no. You you don't have a wife. You're a you're an orphan. I'm gonna hit him with my pistol. Good and hard, or just <laughs> where, like in the shoulder or the or in the the head, or or where are you gonna hit him? In the face, yeah. Well, his face, he's kind of turned over and sleeping. Well, then the back of his head. All right. Um, Coy, do, don't uh, kill him. You can tell me that you're not hitting him that hard. but uh, Yeah, I'm not going right. to kill him. Do, a, do a, a, like a club. 1d8 plus your damage. Well, don't, don't use your damage bonus. And then cut it in half. Just... Okay, so three. All right. Whack! You hit him really hard. What in the hell? What in the hell are you doing, boy? What in the world is going on? And he he turns over and he looks up at you all standing there. Or the two of you standing there. Have you lost your mind? Yeah. No, we've gotten them, Father. No thanks to you. What are you talking about, Denny? I'm, I'm going to reach down and grab his book from where he hides it. Oh, that, um, it's nothing. It's just a piece of, uh, just a piece of literature I've been reading. So you found it, did you? You've been snooping in my room, have you? You're nobody's father, are you, O'Leary? You're nobody's even son, are you, you bastard? Denny, what are you you saying, Denny? And he, he starts to get up. Uh, He'll hit you again, Leary. Now, what's gotten into you, boys? What's what's going on here? Have you lost your minds? I'm gonna psych roll him. What like? All right, psych roll him. Does he even know what's going on? Sixty-five is not it. So. Okay. He seems like Father Murphy freaking out. Um. Did you want to do the same, Denny? Let's try. I can try, sure. Oh, 95. Unsuccessful. Uh, but I have a question. Okay. Is he wearing a pin? Check him for a pin. You've never seen him wearing a pin. No, he's not wearing a pin. If he's not wearing a pin, then he knows what the hell's going on. I'm going to hit him again. What what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? I'm I'm Father O'Leary. Have have you been confused? Yeah, I have been confused. I'm a police officer. I'm yeah, I'm standing outside with a shotgun leveled at the door. Who are you looking for, Hank? Oh no, I'm I don't trust this guy at all. I'm covering if any, if there's someone to help him, they're going to die in the hallway before they get to you guys. He's he's suddenly starting to look quite like an animal caught in a in the headlights. Oh, what have you done? What have you done, boys? We've stumbled out of your trap, O'Leary. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm going to gesture to where there's no longer a pin. 
Ah, Don't take his name in vain, you piece of shit. You took off the pins. I'm going to cock the hammer back on my pistol. You better start talking, old man. That's not good. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't kill the woman, did you? We did tell not. me that you killed her. Tell me that you killed we her. We did not kill that woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. What have you done? It's not going to be good, boys. not going to be good at all. Oh, yeah, what's going to happen, Father? Are we give, going to be sent back to our wives and children? Give me, give me, give me a minute to, to, oh, Jesus. To couple together a lie. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you at all. Go put on a pot of coffee. Uh, no, no. We're all in grave danger, boys. We're grave danger now. Mm. Do you have some extra pins around to protect us from the big bad boogeyman? Oh, no, you don't understand. You don't, you're clueless. You don't have a, an idea what you've done. Oh, Maybe you shouldn't have taken our pasts away from us. It wasn't me. You don't understand. I'm just here to make sure everything goes smoothly. Oh, no. Apparently you've done a really shitty job. Um, well, if you had just done what I sent you out to do. If you just told us the truth, Tepper. Michael, uh, I'll hold uh, a gun on him if he'll make some coffee. And Look, we can you see don't need to. Tell you us. don't need to to hold the gun on me. I'm not going to do anything. What am I going to do? I'm an old man. I don't know. You're going to take a memory away. It wasn't me. You don't understand. It wasn't Who me. Who was it? His name is Lewis Mahoney. I usually refer to him as the Archbishop. He is the Archbishop, but not of here. All right, you can you can you can you can watch me if you want, but I got to get up. I can't do it sitting here on my bed. Let's go out into the front, and I'll tell you, what? you what's going on. But. Oh, my God, we're in trouble. Oh, we're in so much trouble. So do you let him? Uh, we can march him to the kitchen, I think. Right. Uh, me with a gun behind him. Hank, what are you doing with that big gun to put the gun away? No. Now, if we're in that much trouble, we'll need these guns, too. Oh, Why don't I'm you tell us what's really I'll happening, O'Leary? They'll not do you any good. So he sets you, he, you get your coffee and you all sit down. And he says, it's like this, boys. Now, you're not going to believe what I tell you, but this is the truth. So God, God help me, this is the truth. There is another place. Another place, another world besides this one 
one that you can only get to if you dream, one that you can only find inside the darkness of your sleeping mind. We call it the dream lens. And there's a whole world there, a whole world of people that live there. And there are towns and cities and forests and mountains and everything that you'd find here, only it's way back as if it were four or 500 years ago. There's a major city called Celepheus. And over Celepheus, there rules a man who's called King Kuranis. I've never met him. But I, like some other people, am a dreamer. Louis Mahoney is also a dreamer. He's been a dreamer for years. And in fact, he serves as the archbishop in Celepheus to King Kuranis. He's planned for many years now to take over the throne. All of these people, just like myself, we also exist in this world. The man that you killed last night. In this world, he's called Cleveland Franco. But in that world, he has a completely other name. He is a major opposition to the Archbishop, and the Archbishop wanted him killed. I am a slave. I have been a slave to this Archbishop for years, and I can't get away from it. The things he could do to me in my dreams, he could lock me in a state of perpetual torture. I had no choice. He needed you to eliminate his opposition in this world. When they're dead here, they're dead there. He only had maybe two or three more to go before he would be free to take over the throne. This is not now, our war. And we do not volunteer. You don't understand. He can get to you. He can get to you when he knows, and he'll know tonight that that woman's not dead. He, it, was, it was instrumental. She was the chief of the king's guard in Celepheus. If she's not dead tonight, he'll know that you guys have figured it out and he'll come for us. We're dead. Why doesn't he come for her here then? Do his own dirty work. It's complicated. Where it's is easier he? to get hired assassins to do it. I don't yeah, know. We weren't hired, oh, I... we were conscripted. We're all we're all more or less dead tonight in our dreams. I don't think that he'll come here, but he might. If he comes here, this man's got power. This man's this man knows things. This is he's the man who placed those pins on you. He puts you under a spell. Yeah. You see, we, we turned away from his spell once. God help us all. You see, there's there's a version of people here and a version of people in this dreamlands. You say so. Is there a version of that that powerful man here already? Yes, in his name is 
His name is uh, Lewis Mahoney. Lewis Mahoney. He's the one who sends me the instructions. He knows who I am and I know who he is, but I don't know where he is. If you could kill him, if you could find him and kill him, the problem would be solved. If we if we kill you, will that slow uh, his Dreamland's counterpart in finding us? I don't think so. He knows where you are. Well, he just took care of of uh, Michael. Let's write that down. I'm being killed right now. Yeah, yeah. He just took care of you. He Ripped from reality. Yeah. He shivers in and out of our realm. Uh, what you've done. What you've done. All right. Well, well when you're sober there's... enough to pay attention to the males, you must, resp- you must tell Lewis Mahoney something. Is it a P.O. box? That if you must be able to correspond with him in some way. He looks down at the coffee cup that he's holding. And he suddenly smashes it against the table. And then, uh, well, you could react if you want to, but what he immediately does is he takes the jagged edge of the coffee cup and he tries to cut his own throat. Um, do a sand roll. Oh, 07. 80. 85. Okay. Uh, Michael, um, I'll give you a chance to try and stop him. Um, the, the other two you can do uh, 1d4. No, 1d2 sanity. Did you want to try, Michael? You don't have to. <laughs> no. All right. He rakes this thing across his throat and suddenly blood comes splurting all over. And he, he's like, oh, I didn't know it was going to hurt this bad as he falls to the ground and blood's now going everywhere and he's shaking and he's coughing and within a couple of minutes he's dead. Well, gentlemen, um, we might need to pay a visit back to Massachusetts. One to go home, but I mean, if this woman is somehow a threat to this man who would come after us, maybe she can help us where he would not. Oh, I see. Well, it's a thought, isn't it? I don't know how we'll find the bastard otherwise. There must be a thousand Lewis Mahoney's. We're in so much trouble. This body's going to eventually be found. Huh. I don't think that's our greatest concern, Hank. Well, he sounded pretty crazy and nuts. Possibly not for a great long time. And it was a suicide. (laughs) And it's a suicide, too. I mean, 
Yeah, I think uh, we should take some of the food provisions, put the spark plugs back in the vehicle, maybe a bottle of his liquor, yeah, and head back to see uh, whether Jane Richmond knows something. I quickly tear through his room. I, there's no journal or anything of all of our past crimes. Nothing. It, start, it starts to start, if you, if you believe his story, it starts to sort of fall into place. He's just a peon, a slave. Sounds so far-fetched. Sounds like a drugged out hallucination. Hank, you were wearing a pin on your shirt that took away all your memories. I know, could have some heavy hallucination. I can't explain it. I'm, I'm going to snack a, Hank. Can't. <laughs> So, all right. Let's assume you do all that. You pack the car back up. Yeah, drive we've got to hold it together, boys. We've got to hold it together. <clears throat> uh, you drive another three hours back to the house. Of course, now it's five it's almost, in the morning. Yeah, it's almost right. morning. The sun's, the sun's starting to come up. Uh, you park your car at the the base of the, the walkway going up to her house. Um what to do? Well, avoiding where we left the pins, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was well away from the house. Yep, we got better. I said, "Oh, there's knocking on the door." I don't know what else to do. I'm glad that I made those extra thermoses of coffee because it's been a fuck up a night. Um, <laughs> who uh, who feels clearest to try to explain the situation? Or should we just knock on the door and say his name, his earthly name, and see what her response is? Maybe the husband will come, though. Yeah, I wonder if he, she knows who Lewis is. Yeah, there's no time for subtlety. Yeah, let's just go knocking on right. the door way um, early in the morning. Uh, you go up to the door. It's, it's still fairly early in the morning. Um, you knock for a moment, and you see a woman, and she's dressed in a, uh, a, a, like a, a light robe, um, sort of quilted robe, uh, light blue. Um, she looks like an older woman, maybe, maybe in her 60s. And uh, she comes to the door, and you see her look out the window at you, and she's like... Uh, Yes, can I help you? Without opening the door. Uh, hopefully. Are uh, you okay? We've had a bit of a long... Has your car uh, been damaged? Or... What do you want? No, we've had a, a very, very s strange day. Uh, we're hoping that you can help us with, with something. Uh, do you know uh, Louis Mahoney? Lewis Mahoney? Do you know why uh, someone named Lewis Mahoney would want to have you killed, ma'am? I beg your pardon? John? She yells back. Uh, does does uh, Selephus mean anything to you? Her, her eyes go really wide when you say that. And she says, what did you say? We were we were assassins uh, from well, Selephaeus. 
who have come to protect you from Louis Mahoney. Never mind, Who's John. the archbishop? Never mind, John. The, arch, the archbishop has been uh, had one of his slaves directing us to... She, she says this out the window. Um, there are some gentlemen here that uh, their, their car has broken down. Um, they seem nice, like nice boys, like good boys. And she goes to the door and uh, she opens it up and she looks around outside and she says, you're dreamers? No, we don't. We were, we were um, conscripted to be dreamers. Come inside. And she takes you inside and she says, uh, this is my husband, John. Um, and he's like, making, he was making breakfast. Um, would, would you like something to eat? It's no trouble. Uh, if, if we have time, the question is whether we have time. Uh, there was an attempt made on your life last night and uh, we're all in danger. You mentioned Salafaeus. King Koranis, you know this? And you said the Archbishop had, had sent you or had, was attempting to she thinks for a moment and she says, that explains it. There have been at least three people on the court that haven't shown up. And we're wondering if there was something afoot. The Archbishop. It makes sense. It makes complete sense. Well, I won't be able to do anything until tonight. But you can't take a, a solid nap. I could try. It might sound strange to you, but I am the chief of the king's guard, and I can have the archbishop detained indefinitely. Perhaps we are simply hoping to have our old lives return to us and cease to be dreamers. If we are safe from this Mahoney until you can have his other kind detained? I don't think that he would have enough time to get somebody else to attempt an assassination on me. Um, you should be safe. You should be able to just go and I'll take care of the problem tonight. Our, she looks at you with some sort of concern in her face and she says, um, one of our courtiers to the king recently just uh, last night just disappeared from the court. Would you know about that? Was that him also? I know that he was against the archbishop. Do you know what his uh, name was on this plane? We don't always share that, but I believed his name was Cleveland. Yes. He's yes. a homeless Cle person. Yeah, Cleveland was uh, one of the victims of this conspiracy. Excellent. 
I will, I will bring charges against him immediately. Uh, um, you, you'll be safe. There's nothing he can do to you as long as you're awake. And uh, as we're awake. well, stay awake tonight. I'll make sure that he's locked up. Very well, ma'am. Uh, we had a couple thermoses of coffee on the way up here. If you could prepare a couple more. Is there a restroom? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, that's where you were going with that. She definitely, she feeds you breakfast. She gets you more coffee to take on the road with you. And that's pretty much the end of our story. Um, nothing happens to you. And the Archbishop gets locked up for all eternity in mental limbo. Which probably makes Lewis Mahoney go and end up. Yeah, in well, he was he was a terrible person anyway. Yeah. So I pretty much gave you the whole story there at the end. What was going on? Um, yeah. And it's a lot different than Sean's game. Sean's game was completely different. But I thought of these ideas while I was playing Sean's game. That the whole dreamlands aspect of this would be really really interesting uh that he had and, and why you guys no reason you were available you were you happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and you got bonked over the head and then brainwashed into killing people um i actually had four people lined up for you to kill but you only got three you only killed one of them <laughs> so good for you Whew. We're, we're a little on the paranoid side. Yeah. That's good. It's good. And we just went a little, we went almost exactly the same over at this time, uh, eight, uh, you know, two hours and a little bit. Nice. So, our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Stuart Lively, David Gassaway, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of game playing, game mastering. There's a link below. We currently are producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account, just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon with up for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.